0: Ain't no bugs on me. Y'all talk Radio. Maybe bugs and some of you bugs. Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast, a podcast for the aquatically obsessed, with your host Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter, in pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you koi pond and water garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. I've had this topic buzzing around my head for a while, so it seemed like a good podcast subject. It's been buzzing around my head for most of my life. Topic, will my pond get mosquitoes? Very common question based on a valid concern. Another FAQ that we can cover here on the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. Welcome to Episode 69. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. There are only a couple of things that I've experienced on this planet that truly don't make sense to me. Mosquitoes and poison ivy. Poison ivy and mosquitoes. Those two things were my nemesis as a kid. I spent a great deal of time outdoors. Every summer, if I wasn't slapping mosquitoes off of me, I was scratching the poison ivy I got. Or I was swatting mosquitoes off my poison ivy. The ultimate insult. Both mosquito and ivy would destroy me. Every summer, man. Welts, rashes, blistering. The itching that went on was insane. And at night, it was the worst. Many sleepless nights. Oftentimes, itching through my skin down to the raw bone. As I say, late at night when you're sleeping, poison ivy come a-creeping all around. You're going to need an ocean, calamine lotion. So that song can apply to mosquitoes as well. I don't know how I made it through other than being covered in a pink skin of calamine for 10 weeks every year. And really amazing, there was not so much more sickness in New Jersey in those days when I was growing up. Mosquito control these days is amazing. New Jersey can be fairly comfortable being outside all day and night. Not not when I was a kid. But considering the sheer quantity of mosquito bites that I took, or the average person from New Jersey in those days, and knowing just how much of a vector mosquitoes are, I'm happy to be alive and well and with you all today. Although we got pandemic running around right outside my window. My grandmother used to tell me they bit me so much because I have sweet, I think she was right, I'm a very sweet person. But goddamn those mosquitoes. When most people think of the most dangerous creature on our planet, people's minds go to like sharks, grizzly bears, alligators, orca, cobras, black mamba, honey badgers, just to name a few. And every one of those cuddly killers have a good reason for the reputations. When I think of the most dangerous creature on the planet, hands down, it's the mosquito. Those freaking mosquitoes. Ubiquitous vectors of disease. Since time immemorial. Mosquitoes have been responsible for killing more human beings than every one of the killers previously mentioned. Add to that list of killers that I gave any other of nature's killers that I did not mention. Combine into one total the complete quantity of human deaths throughout all time. And when you have that number, the total combined deaths of all humans through all history by all of nature's killers, and you will still not even come close to the amount of human death and suffering that the mosquito has inflicted on humanity. Not even close. And at least the other killers usually just kill, and it's done. Thank you. Mosquitoes make you suffer. They make those you love suffer. Mosquitoes are without a doubt, in my mind, the most dangerous creature that roams this planet, responsible for hundreds of millions of human deaths over history, probably billions. The human toll, the economic toll, incalculable. Their devastation is not limited to humans. Livestock of many type are also tremendously affected. Malaria, yellow fever, Zika, encephalitis, dengue fever, West Nile virus, any of those devastating diseases are well-known names to most people because they're modern. There are so many more that can be named and even scarier, so many that can't, can't be named the history of mankind has been greatly affected by mosquitoes in more ways that can be quantified. And you want to keep a pond. How dare you? I get a question from many people considering the pond keeping lifestyle, and from new pond keepers, actually even from experienced pond keepers. And a lot of people really don't know much about mosquitoes apart from their nuisance factor. Mosquitoes aren't a topic many are interested in, after all. I don't really care about mosquitoes. They're not my passion, little effers, but a good pond professional has to be versed in mosquito to some degree because the question will always get asked again and again, actually. And as a professional, the last thing I want to say is, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Mosquitoes? I don't know. Or a pond pro doesn't really know so they give one of those wordy responses that don't really answer the question. Mosquitoes. Oh, well, uh, this is McGillicuddy. That's a great question that I want to answer. No such thing as a stupid question, right? I'm not saying you're stupid or the question was stupid. Not at all. No one here is stupid. <laughs> Keep saying stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay. Mosquitoes. You know, I'd say that maybe, you know, maybe under certain conditions, all things being equal, the possibility of, and with the right prevailing wind, chances are that a chance possibility of feasible circumstances might potentially with no chance possible, no given outcome could be guaranteed terms and conditions would apply with a slight likeliness of favorable odds. The reality is that with a pond you're facing after installation. Of course, nobody here is a pond that when built right, according to standards in place which is what we specialize in the off chance of possibly maybe possibly maybe getting mosquitoes is kind of a toss-up let's not do that pond keepers don't give nowhere answers that will be stupid not that there's anything wrong with that actually everything's wrong with that how dare you but let's answer the question here now. Before this podcast is over, you will know more than you want to know and all that you should know about the mosquito. And you'll find that there's very good news to come. The prevailing wind is with us on this issue of mosquitoes, gnats, midges, empus, canopus, schnack, among other terms used for the mosquito. Mosquito, the word we use for this ancient bug, comes from the Spanish language. The Spanish call them little flies or mosca. If you want to know how the mosca helped change history, ask the Spanish. Mosca, el mosquito. The mosquito is a type of fly. It's a two-winged, six-legged, long-mouthed bloodsucker. There are thousands of species of mosquitoes worldwide. Just in my small of New Jersey, here in the U.S., there are 67 species of mosquito. Among those species are the anepheles mosquito or the malaria mosquito, as it's commonly known, which is a widespread species. We also have the Asian tiger mosquito, which is known for biting. So that makes New Jersey fun. Mosquitoes find suitable habitat in a wide variety of conditions and can essentially reproduce just about anywhere, even New Jersey. Maybe not in freezing places, but otherwise, wherever humans can live, the mosquito can find some real estate as well. Most of them reproduce in water. Um, Even brackish water is fine for many mosquito, but they can also reproduce in just moist conditions and tall, grassy areas. Only the female mosquito bites. Surprise, surprise. And really, it's more of a puncture and blood sucking from what is called the proboscis, the elongated mouth part. So technically not a bite. Mosquitoes don't bite. Unless you're talking about the Garden State saber-tooth mosquito, those things have mess up your whole day. You know what the New Jersey state bird is? It's the American goldfinch. It's a, it's a beautiful Beautiful little bird. Hope you weren't thinking anything else. The water conditions that mosquitoes prefer will be essentially stagnant water, non-moving, low dissolved oxygen, high nutrient water. Yum. But this is important to note. If you don't remember anything about this riveting podcast, remember this non-moving, low dissolved oxygen, nutrient rich water. Yum. And the suitable environment the mosquito will lay a floating raft of eggs on the surface of the water those eggs hatch into larvae or wrigglers, easily visible very active little guys the larvae grow into pupa and the pupa become the emerging adult mosquitoes this whole process can take one week or up to four weeks I don't know why the discrepancy, but I'm guessing it will vary according to the species, water temperatures, other dynamic conditions. Once they take flight, the adult male mosquito lives about 10 days. The females live about 40 days or so. During those 40 days, they are looking to reproduce. They need to suck our blood to do that. The concern that people have is that they're going to have this big juicy pond in their backyard and mosquitoes are going to take it over. And the answer is, is no, that won't happen. Not only is the answer no, but it may surprise some people to learn that a well-designed and functioning pond can actually serve to decrease the populations of mosquitoes in the area. What? Yeah, that's true. What? If you are experiencing mosquitoes in your area, the chances of those mosquitoes originating from your pond are almost none. The chances are much higher that your neighbor who hasn't cleaned his gutters is producing mosquitoes or the random open garbage can somewhere in your neighborhood that's collecting water with each passing rain that's producing mosquitoes or the overturned Frisbee sitting on your other neighbor's yard or the wetland a mile away from you or a local pond or nearby retention detention pond or the waterway, or the antiquated sewer system, or, or. But it's not going to be your backyard koi or goldfish pond if you're managing your pond at least halfway right. And if you can't manage your pond, reach out to your local pond professional. They will help. Support your local pond pros. Get in touch with them. There's so many reasons that your pond will not be the vector for the spread of mosquito-borne nuisance and illness. Let's start with the very basics. Let's go back to the mosquito's enjoyment of non-moving, low-oxygen, high-nutrient water conditions, stagnant water, essentially. Yum. And a or goldfish pond that's set up correctly is going to pretty much offer the exact opposite of what the mosquito prefers. The water in our pond is moving water. We have pumps, skimmers, fountains, waterfalls that are circulating and moving our water around the pond that right there the mosquito is not into skimmers are some pretty powerful anti-mosquito equipment sucking in all those floating rafts all that movement is making the water conditions in our ponds loaded up with oxygen we use aerators in our ponds the waterfalls churn and agitate water bringing in tons of oxygen skimmers constantly expand expand the surface area of our ponds where massive gaseous exchange takes place The oxygen levels of our ponds have no appeal to mosquitoes. Most of our ponds have pretty extensive filtration. Our filters serve multiple purposes, but one of the biggest is the reduction of nutrients in the pond. Our ponds typically are gonna have relatively low nutrient levels, coming nowhere close to the amount of nutrient that the mosquito requires to reproduce. So, just based on that criteria, the chances of our ponds serving as a place for skeeters to reproduce would be very low on the list of options available to skeeters. But wait, there's more. Imagine the mosquito that was silly enough to attempt to set up housing in our ponds, you know, our ponds that are stocked with mosquito predators. If you are a mosquito, trying to lay your raft of eggs on a koi and goldfish pond you're in for a world of disappointment even if you make make it off the surface of the pond koi and goldfish eagerly eat up any little fly bug insect they can fit into their mouths mosquitoes just don't stand a chance if somehow the mosquito was not eaten while attempting to lay the eggs and then the floating egg raft was also somehow not eaten or skimmed off the surface and the eggs managed to hatch into regulars or made it as far as pupa, I'll stop there because I think we all know that our fish will simply not allow all of that to happen. Our fish constantly, constantly work over every square inch of our ponds. Nothing really gets past them. So the conditions for the water aren't there and the predators below the water are there. But for the heck of it, let's say mosquitoes made it. Most of our ponds are also frequented by mosquito-eating machines above water, too. Dragonfly, songbirds, bats, tadpoles, frogs to a degree, turtles, crickets, damselfly. Dragonfly hunt mosquitoes as if they're going out of style, and they're not. But they will take down hundreds of mosquitoes. Songbirds, just, oh my God, the, they just catch, catch, catch those mosquitoes. It's a dance above your pond in the sky with these amazing birds. Bats will often form colonies around bodies of water. Bats can literally eat thousands of mosquitoes on any given evening. Cadpoles eat mosquitoes and larvae and pupa and all that stuff. Turtles, crickets. So many of these things that are at our ponds, all these common species that hang around, all of these eat tons of mosquitoes. In essence, the installation of a well-designed backyard pond is a tool against the proliferation of mosquitoes. It does not contribute to the habitat of mosquitoes. A backyard pond creates much-needed habitat. For so many beneficial and desirable species that it makes me proud to contribute to the conservation of my local community with every pond we build and we're creating a powerful control against the proliferation of mosquitoes and human suffering it's not a bad cat feather to wear around as a pond pro not bad at all so when you're faced with someone who has a very understandable concern adding to the mosquito population, you can now let them know exactly why they are fighting the issue, not contributing to it, when they build that pond of their dreams. The answer is no. Mosquitoes will not be an issue with pond. So to recap, mosquitoes like non-moving, low oxygen, high nutrient water. Our ponds offer fast-moving, oxygen-rich, low nutrient water. There are predators below the water. There's predators above the water. Mosquitoes will not be welcome in a well-designed and managed pond. And by the way, if you do for some reason have mosquito issues, simple aeration can help. If you don't have fish, adding fish can help. You can literally add fish called mosquito fish, Gambusia, to a pond, and they will make short work of mosquito populations. There's also mosquito controls you can use, such as product called mosquito dunks or mosquito mosquito bits you can find them at garden centers even the box stores Um, there are those things you can do as well so join the fight against mosquitoes and build a pond thanks so much for hanging out with me everybody this is the koi pond water garden podcast i'm your host mike gannon i'm thankful to be here with you guys to talk about mosquitoes my company is full service aquatics we're based at a summit new jersey Um, We are a koi pond, water garden, water feature company. We specialize in the design, installation, maintenance services, pretty much everything. We do everything with koi ponds, water gardens, and water features. And we take on projects just about anywhere. So you're thinking about a project? Get in touch with us. My phone number is 908-277-6000. Easy number to remember, and I would love to talk to you about uh, your project or your pond, or if you want to just say, Hey, I appreciate all of you listening. And let me encourage you all to please get to know your local pond professionals. I'm guessing that if you're listening to the show, you probably got a pond somewhere in your life, and there's probably a pond professional somewhere around you. So get to know them. They're, they're, Great people and great to uh, be able to share information with. So get to lo- know your local pond pro and you can find more of the Koi Pond Garden Podcast. You can find it on YouTube. I have a channel called The Pond Hunter. We have project videos. Um, those videos are projects from my company, Full Service Aquatics. So we have um, installation projects, service projects, all sorts of different things in video format. It's kind of fun. Go ahead and check that out. Say hi and subscribe. And you can also find us on Facebook. My company page is full service aquatics. My name is Mike Gannon. Um, so you can find me on Facebook and Twitter is at the pond hunter. You can subscribe to the Koi pond water garden podcast at blog talk radio and on iTunes and a host of other platforms. And I thank all of you guys for being here and hanging out and, uh, I look forward to the next episode coming up. We'll see you guys soon. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. You know, if you guys are sticking around here hear the very end of this, I want to say how much I appreciate all of you, and I hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there in this time of global pandemic. We're all going to get through this just fine and make it through the other side. Until then, be safe, be good, enjoy life, enjoy your loved ones, and we'll catch up with you next time, everybody. Peace.